On today's Locked On Royals podcast, we're going to dive into the youngsters on the roster and why they should be playing more. Plus, Brady Singer has a dominant week. Has he turned the corner? And what's the future look like for the Kansas City Royals? All of that and more coming up on today's Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Royals. Your daily Kansas City Royals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Email the show, LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into Brady Singer's fantastic week, what that means for him. Nick Prado is mashing in the minors. What should the Royals do about this season right now as they currently sit in fourth place of the AO Central again? And they sit just a game or so ahead of Detroit in the you know game ahead in the win column, but in general, uh, three and a half ahead of them in the standings. What should the Royals do this year? This was a year that we thought the Royals could compete. We thought the Royals could be respectable. And so far, not so good. So far, not so good. They're seven and a half games back of the division. You look at the wild card race, and even with the expanded postseason, they're five and a half out of a wild card spot. They're the second worst team in the American League, only ahead of Detroit. Who again, they only have one more win over the Detroit. They just have less losses because he's played less games. They can't really seem to turn a corner. They can't really seem to string one good game into two. You know, they have games where they look really good. And then the next day, they'll go back to looking very bad. And they cannot quite finish off series. They look like, frankly, a bad team right now. And, you know, that's what you kind of expect, you know, in general from a young team like Kansas City and from a team uh, that's still trying to find their way. It's just that for it to look this bad, in year five, six of a rebuild, that's what gets frustrating for the fan base. And I think that Kansas City should lean fully and totally into the youth movement. I think that they should um, call up Prado. I think that they should play in Jim Lindez every day in some capacity. Of course, it's easier right now to find him a spot as Salvador Perez is hurt. But when Salvi comes back, you can put Salvi at DH, you can put Melendez at DH, in the minor leagues, we saw Melendez work at third and in the outfield. I, I, I mean, the bottom line is, to me, you should have Bobby Witt Jr., Nick Prado, and MJ Melendez in the everyday lineup from now on. Nick Prado had a multi-home run game yesterday. That's awesome. Uh, his, you know, his hitting was off to a slow start in the average category this year. He's starting to turn that around, obviously, with the multi-home run game and all. But, you know, there was the whole... You know, notion whenever Andrew Lendez was called up, well, he's hitting terrible in the minor leagues, so what is he going to do in the major leagues? So how is he the savior of this season? 
And then he gets his big league opportunity. He's hitting better in the big leagues than he was at AAA this season. And, you know, he has a couple home runs to show for it. You know, four RBIs, two home runs. Um, MJ Melendez has got a shot and looks comfortable and looks good at the major league level. Bobby Witt Jr. started out a little, you know, a little cold, if you will. And now he's finding his stride a bit. Did another home run this week. Um, you know, is is you know, if you kind of split Bobby Witt Jr.'s season into these last few games, you know, these last stretch of games since that hitting streak first started uh, way back when, which has since, of course, been broken up. But um, just if you see his game now versus what it was a month ago, it's totally different. Nick Prado, when given the shot, could do the same thing. And at the end of the day, could he be worse than Carlos Santana is right now? He's batting a buck twenty-two. Now, look, I know you signed Carlos Santana to that deal, um, you know, paying him seventeen million dollars or whatever, and you know, for the two-year deal you signed him to that ends this season. But what's better for the Royals organization long-term? Is it playing Nick Prado every day or is it playing Carlos Santana every day? Look, this season is lost. It's very hard to make up five games. It's very hard to make up five and a half games for the wild card spot. It's not impossible to do if you're a good team, but it's very hard to do if you're a young team who has shown no signs of life in the sense of no signs of stringing together wins. They can't win series. So if you can't win series, you're not going to make up these games. And every time you think, hey, this could be a game to turn them around, the next day they go out there and just get absolutely embarrassed. The next day they go out there and just fold. They just fold. You can even go back to, you know, the the Bray Singer start where he was excellent. That did not spark what we thought it could in Kansas City. You know, here's a young guy pitching incredibly well and all for what, right? So I want to discuss the Brady Singer aspect of it, but I want to lead things off with what is the argument, and I really want to know, what is the argument for not calling up Nick Prada right now? Is it just simply that you paid a lot of money to, uh, to Carlos Santana, so you've got to find him in a spot every single day? Is that the only argument? Because you go back to that May 17th day with Brady Singer, who struggled out of the gates, you know, his career was sent down, comes back up, and hopefully right now, hopefully right now has has sort of turned a corner. It's not impossible to come up here, fail, go back down, and come back up and have success. So if it's just the fear of failure, I'm not sure that's a good enough reason. Because I, I think that despite the numbers, you know, whatever the numbers might be, we laid them out for MJ Mendes and Bobby Wood Jr. earlier, I think that the experience they're getting right here at the big league level is better than even if they were mashing at AAA. Because... Andrew Melendez and Bobby Wood Jr. both look very comfortable in a big league ballpark against big league pitching. 
and they're getting invaluable experience. And I'm going to tell you why I believe strongly that Nick Prado should be in Kansas City next, you know, this season and why it relates to next year coming up. But first, I want to say right now about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the code LOCK15, get 15% off of your next order. Folks, Built Bar sent all of us at the network their brand new flavor, their brand new flavor, which is birthday cake. And it is delicious. It's a birthday cake puff bar. And so I want you to know that birthday cake puff tastes like you just dipped your hand in a tub full of birthday cake icing. You scooped it out. You tasted it. And then you opened your eyes and realized, hey, that was actually a protein bar, and it's actually good for you. It only has 100, you know, 150 calories, and uh, it only has 9 grams of sugar for all of that goodness, and it has a, a just chock full of protein, 17 grams of protein, 140 calories, 7 grams of sugar. You know, it's actually good for you. It's good pre-workout. It's good post-workout. It's even good as a meal placement or a snack, folks. The Built Bars are fantastic to me for breakfast. I love grabbing them uh, whenever you're going out the door. Or just even sitting at home, I love having them for breakfast because it really holds me over from breakfast whenever I wake up all the way through dinner time at night. So that, that way, I'm eating a Built Bar in the morning, I'm having dinner at night, and then I'm good to go for the day. So that's why I love Built Bar. That's why I think you should try Built Bar out. You can go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off of your next order. Built.com, LOCK15, 15% off of your next order at Built.com. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to continue talking about the youngsters on this roster, the youngsters in this organization, why the Royals should be more predicate or more, you know, predicated or more willing to call them up and put them in spots to succeed or fail at the big league level. But I do want to tell you, you can also check out the Locked On Prospects podcast, talking about um, all these prospects, of course, down on the farm, as well as the Locked On Now podcast, which, are, which is a recap show, recapping every night before in baseball with our local experts. And also, you can check out the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Locked On Chiefs podcast, five this week over there as well. Uh, they're talking about the Chiefs getting set for training camp in St. Joe's and a very fun and exciting season for Kansas City, uh, one that has a lot of question marks, more question marks than uh, I think Kansas City's had before for the Chiefs in this uh, era of Pat Mahomes. Uh, I think that they're going to be answered with great success, but go see how they're going to be answered over there at the Locked On Chiefs podcast. So the, the last thing on Nick Prada before we move on to Brady Singer and move on to this White Sox series. Look, I am not going to tell you to buy into whatever message the Royals are sending you. I think it's been proven that the Royals lie to you. For as much good as they do in the community, for as much good as they do just as human decency about paying minor leaguers, um, about community, you know, networking and building events in the, within the community and helping people out just as people, as good as they do all that stuff for, Right, so I was gonna make that disclaimer of they're very good people. On the baseball side of things, they're terrible at their jobs and they lie to you. That's the bottom line. We've been hearing since this rebuild began that 2022 would be the year to compete. You heard last year 
that 2022 is the year to compete. They traded for Brandtendi, they traded for Santana, and they got even national media on their side saying, oh, the Royals could be a dark horse and the Royals really want to compete next year. It was all about competing in 2022. And then the 2022 season started and all of a sudden it's about 2023. But the bottom line here is it's either 2023 or this entire rebuild has failed and you start over from scratch with only Bobby Witt Jr., uh, MJ Melendez, and Nick Prado left behind. Of course, Salvador Perez as well. He's grandfathered into being uh, hopefully a royal for their whole for his whole entire career. But other than that, you have nobody else. Nobody else. All of these prize pitchers that you've hyped up for years and spent so much draft capital on, they all suck. They're all gone. Maybe not off the team, but gone from the sense of they're no longer viewed as saviors or as um, pinpoints in an organization if they can't get it done in 2023. Now, that's what we're saying about 2021 going into 2022 as well. So I'm not going to be one to, to tell you to believe this organization at anything that they're telling you. I think that they're kicking the can down the road over and over again and, and hoping that you continue to buy in and hoping that they have a good stretch in September that they rattle off, you know, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 wins in September. And it just says, oh, look, we were, we were getting hot at the right time. We just ran out of time. Oh, how many times have you heard that in the last five years? We just ran out of time. We we're playing our best baseball at the end. Heard it in 2020. Heard it in 2021. You're going to hear it in 2022. Heard it in 2016. Right? You've been hearing it over and over and over again. That's their, that's their whole shtick, is they're going to have a great run in September. They're going to sell you all winter long. Oh, look at that September, though. Monty's turning the corner, right? Wit's so good. Salvi's MVP. These young pitchers are figuring it out. Carlos Hernandez was a Cy Young candidate if you asked anybody in Kansas City in September last year. What's Carlos Hernandez doing now? I mean, a, a 13 ERA. But we thought in September last year, oh, he figured it out. He figured it out. He did not. He did not. So again, I'm not going to tell you to buy into anything this organization is trying to sell you. I think that that would be disingenuous. And you know where to go if you just want, you know, a mouthpiece for the organization. What I will tell you is, if you want to believe their messaging about 2023, if that's what gets you through this, brutal season, if that's what gets you through this cold winter, I'd recommend new vices for yourself, like watching the Chiefs uh, or picking a new baseball team. But if you have to do that, then why wouldn't the team call up Nick Prado? Because the only way to get better next year is from replacing Nick Prado, you replacing Hunter Dozier or replacing Carlos Santana with Nick Prado. So why not get him big league experience? Because if the big leagues are truly all about adjustments, let him come up to the bigs this year, either fail or succeed, either one. And even if you have great success, you still need to make adjustments and then make the adjustments in the off season and be ready to roll for next year. That makes perfect sense. If baseball is all about adjustments, and if it's hard to adjust in season because there's not enough time between games and 
you know, you're just going into your next routine of, of, of warmups and blah, 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 blah. Then let him see what he needs to work on, work on it and move forward. And if there's no replacement for major league pitching and no replacement for big league experience, let him have those ups and downs now and be ready to rock and roll. Same thing with Bobby Wood Jr. Same thing with, with him, Jim Lindez. And that's where you fail to, or at least I fail, to believe the messaging for the Royals. Because for this to work out, for their plan to succeed of competing in 2023, right? They're going to be depending on Nick Prado, Bobby Witt Jr., and MJ Melendez to carry the load. Nick Prado is 23 years old. He'll be 24 next year when the season starts. MJ Melendez will be 24 next year when the season starts. Bobby Witt Jr. will be 22 next year when the season starts. Those three guys have to mash along with Salvador Perez for you to have any semblance of success next year. Not to mention the fact that this young pitching staff who we've seen do nothing, right? Hernandez, 25. Daniel Lynch, going to be 26 when the season starts. Brad Keller, going to be you know, 27 when the season starts. If you, if you love what you see from the opener, you know, Jonathan Hazley, he'll be 26 when the season starts. And of course, Singer as well as Young, um, and so on and so forth. You're depending on a lot of young guys next year. A lot of young guys to carry the load, which is hard to do. Again, Singer's going to be 26 as well when the season starts next year. It's hard to make up and be five games or six games or seven games or hopefully not, but double-digit games better than you were the year previous. Whether you're a great team, a bad team, a middling team, it's it's really hard to make up 10-plus games, seven-plus games in the win column than you were the year prior. And the Royals are not going to go spend a ton of money. They're not going to go sign uh, you know, luxurious free agents. And even if they even if they wanted to open up the pocketbooks, even if they wanted to flood the scene with money, who is going to pick to come to Kansas City? They might not be able to even retain Andrew Benatendi next year. And for as much as the Royals are a stand-up organization and are a organization in which they do everything right, the guy you might be depending in your back in the back of your, of your minor and to bounce back next year is Mondesi, who Dayton Moore, who's notorious for saying nothing bad ever about a player or anything controversial. That's the one guy, Mondesi, who he's called out publicly and said publicly you cannot rely on him. So I'm not holding my breath about Mondesi. The Royals are in a bad spot right now, but if they call up Nick Prado and they give Bobby Jr. the rest of the season, and they give Melinda the rest of the season, and part of the rest of the season, then that 2023 messaging gets more realistic. Because then we have seen Nick Prado at the big league level, and we know what he needs to do to get better and improve. Or he comes up and he's a phenom, and we know he's a phenom. Either way. I just don't see a reason why you wouldn't play the kids. And also, 
if you're not going to win, at least be entertaining and, and, and fun and have that watchability factor. The Royals have guys in this lineup that are just unwatchable. It's unwatchable watching Carlos Santana play baseball because it matters not. He's 50 years old. He's just wasting plate appearances. He's wasting innings. He's wasting everything because he's building up. He's only building up his career time, the time he put into his career, you know, his, his, his service time. He factors not into the Royals next year or the year after or the year after or any part of the Royals. In fact, he might not you know, matter in September for the Royals, although, of course, they're not going to DFA somebody that they owe that much money to. As you heard Matheny say the other day, they're paying him to play for a space. He's going to play for a space because that's how cheap this organization is. A good organization, a good owner, a good front office, they don't just play you because they're paying you. Especially not when it's that amount of money. If you're a professional baseball team and you cannot shell out $12 million to get rid of a guy who is so unproductive and such a waste of time in your organization that's no, that has no future with you, then I don't want to hear any of this myth that, oh, this ownership group will be different. They're going to be different. They want to spend money. They want to invest. They want to go for it on the baseball side of things. No, they don't. No, they Well, that's in the show talking about my guy, Brady Singer, who finally had a great outcome. But I do want to say right now about our partners over at Bet Online. They're continuing to be their own source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find out the odds, news, sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Go right now to the website today or even use your mobile device. To learn more about the transactions this season, but online is where the game starts. And I want to show you how easy it is. You type in betonline.net, you go to sportsbook, and right there, they pop up all the baseball lines you could ever ask for. The Royals line, let's see, they are one and a half run underdogs today at home. Let's bet on the Royals to win outright in the money line, which is plus 112. Uh, as Daniel Lynch toes the rubber for Kansas City. So it's that easy. It's that simple. Go over there right now. Check them out. I've been online. We're back on the Lockdown Royals podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Royals your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals baseball for your second listen. Check out the Lockdown MLB podcast for the national breakdown of baseball. And I do want to give a huge shout before we get out of here to Brady Singer. Brady Singer. Dealt with ups and downs, was not in the rotation to start the year, um, has made four appearances this year to the tune of a 2.84 ERA. He's only gotten one start this season. He was sent down to the minor leagues after having a bullpen out, after having a couple of bullpen outings uh, to start the season. And then in, you know, in his first start of the year, he was excellent. Excellent. Now, again, I don't want to overreact to anything crazy, right, or overreact to one game. I, I, I just, I don't want to do that. And this is where, you know, the baseball breakdown stuff becomes a little a little tedious or a little difficult because he could easily get shelled this next time in the rotation. But he looked really good in seven innings. He looked really good. Only four hits allowed, nine strikeouts, no runs. He had that. I don't know how to describe it. He had that mm, 
You know, he had that edge. He had that swagger about him that, you know, he's always had about himself, but it felt personal, his last start. It didn't feel... It didn't feel like he was making it up, right? There's some guys who try to have that swagger and they don't even believe it themselves. And it felt like at some point in, in last season, it got to that point where he was only having that swagger because he was telling himself to. This felt just natural and just bleep you. I'm going to go out here and and play my game and show this organization I can pitch. And I'm the guy that they, that they drafted. I'm the guy that they invested in. I'm the guy that can get them where they want to go after being in Omaha for a couple of weeks. And you just got to give him a lot of credit for that because a lot of guys could have got sent down and moped. And then when they got called back up uh, when, when the team was in a pinch, just moped around and said, oh, now you need me, blah, 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 blah. Now, this guy was out here to prove he belongs. And I still, call me crazy, I still believe in Brady Singer. I still believe he could be a frontline guy. Now, could he be technically an ace? Maybe not. But a, a one, two, or three, I think he can achieve. A one, two, or three. I'm still holding out hope. Maybe it's silly. Let me know what you think about the Brady Singer in the comment section down below. Until next time, be good and be good to one another.